Welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how's it going today? I'm delirious with joy. <laughs> it just keeps getting... Better and better. I, I, I use my I use my thesaurus to find words. To... Oh, you do. Okay, good. Well, I am happy for you. Well, it's because the games are next week. I know they're coming right up before you well, know. Well, week it's and a half, but you week know. and a half. Um, it's uh, it's that time of year for sure. It is. It's an exciting time. We're really looking forward to it. Yeah. So, Jeff, I have a question for you. Okay. Have you ever heard the phrase "too much of a good thing"? You've heard it before. Oh, of course. Do you subscribe to it? No. Yeah. See, I'm for me, the jury's out on that one. I don't know if I fully have found something that I thought was good unless that you're I experienced to, too much of it. Unless you're applying to chocolate. You yeah. think there's too much of a good thing there? Well, I can definitely overdose on chocolate. Really? Oh, I can. Well, I know you can just keep going, but at the end of it, are you like, I wish I had never done that? No. Well, only only when my stomach is aching because I've okay. eaten so much chocolate. <laughs> well, but so there you go. But there's may, no buyer's remorse. I'm actually <laughs> happy that my stomach hurts from chocolate. But well, you know. so see, there you go. Okay, that's the way I end up too. Like yeah. I can eat too much of something, but I can't say that I that is fully too much, regret it. You that know? Is too much. Of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm coming with you all the way. Anyway. Anyway. Aside from that, the experts do say that there is such a thing. As too much of a good thing. Well, in they, certain areas. What are the experts of? That's that's the important thing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So here, I want to share just a few things. All of these things that I'm going to talk about are actually good things. They're things that are good for you. But you can't get. But too there much is of such them. a thing as getting too much of it. Right. Okay. So say the experts at least. Right. Whoever they are. Yeah. Whoever they are. So um, I want to just I want to re- reiterate and emphasize the idea that these things are not bad. They're not bad for you. They're good things. They're right. good things. But too much of them can be can, a bit of a problem. Can is can be a problem. Word. Right. Can be the word. Yeah. Number one, fish. Well, is that fishing or eating? Eating the fish. Okay. Not fishing. Not the act of fishing. That sounds a little fish. fishy to me, Kyle. A little know. bit, right? Yeah. So listen, the the biggest risks of of eating too much fish come from eating only certain kinds of fish. Okay. Like king mackerel, shark, swordfish, tilefish, and albacore tuna. Then I'm probably safe because I don't safe. know. If you don't, you don't possibly the tuna, but Maybe I haven't had the others. Well, what happens when you overdose a little bit on fish is that you are potentially exposed to high levels of a toxic kind of mercury. I was wondering if that might not be the problem. Yeah, so even low-level exposure in pregnant women and young kids has been linked to problems with hearing, coordination, and learning ability. In adults, eating high-mercury fish too often might affect the nerves, heart, and immune system. So if you know if we didn't live in this world that was polluted it probably right. wouldn't be that big a deal right. but we we've, we've got some problems in that area yeah, we so do. we want to be careful so the way that you get the right amount because okay. we don't want to just throw the problem out there we no. want to give a solution right right to consume a healthy dose of omega 3 fatty acids without too much mercury you got to do the following stick to clams oysters pollock <sighs> Alaskan or wild caught salmon. Now you okay. eat salmon. That one that if would it's be good. given yeah. to you, right? Yeah. Well, I've, in a ch- clam chowder I'd eat that too. Okay, all right. Um, sardines generally are pretty good. Okay. Shrimp no. and tilapia. Okay, I've eaten tilapia and I've eaten shrimp. But, okay, but, so you're probably fine. I am. Yeah, you don't you don't need to worry too much about this one. But for some of some of us, some of those people out there who really love a lot of seafood, again, eating fish is good for you. Right, it is. But you've got to be careful with the mercury levels. Right, right. Okay. So just be aware of that. Number two, this one was interesting. Fiber. 
Now you hear, well, you always you hear to, the you benefits. Have to, you get you running to the bathroom too much? <laughs> well, actually, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, so if you get your fiber from sources like fruit, vegetables, nuts, beans, legumes, oats, oh, and whole grains. I'm right there. Yep. Fortified foods and supplements. That's where you get. That's where we get our fiber from. Right. right? So what happens when you overdo it? You, well, you, you, you know the answer to that, right? Yeah. Fiber is important to good digestion. That's important. Uh-huh. This is this is the good part of it. But too much can keep your body from properly absorbing minerals. Oh, so because it's moving so not only too fast. is it yeah, not only are you running to the restroom, but uh, you you have a hard time absorbing iron, zinc, magnesium, and calcium. The most common problems people have with fiber are gas, bloating, uh-huh. diarrhea. And it often uh, strikes when um, you suddenly up your intake. So you right. haven't been eating fiber, right. and then all of a sudden you eat a ton of it. It's yeah. a problem. And then, and then it also makes your wife mad at you when you spend too much time with your good friend, the porcelain throne. Yes. And so you want to be careful there. Right. So how to get the right amount, which is important. You want to aim for about 25 to 30 grams a day. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're falling short of fiber, you can safely boost your intake without side effects by mm-hmm. gradually adding more fi- right. fiber. So don't just go from zero to 100. You just want, you want to start a little bit, get a little bit at a time. Um, Fiber is best because, or uh, I'm sorry, the intake of, of fruits and vegetables are best because they have soluble fiber, and mm-hmm. then you also get the other nutrients. Just a word of warning: that. if you haven't eaten cherries in a long time, do not eat a bag full. <laughs> Says the voice of experience. <laughs> right? Much yes. So yes. that would be an example of not gradually adding That's more right. natural fiber. Right. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay, the next one. This is related, but it's not the same thing. But it is related, and that's dried fruit. So you get fiber from dried right. fruit. You can get those. You can get dried fruit. Um, we're talking about apricots, prunes, raisins. Um, supermarkets now carry a wide variety of, of fruits: mm-hmm. mangoes, apples, boysenberries, all kinds of stuff. Right? What happens when you overdo it? Well, the concentrated dose of fiber mm-hmm. and fructose together. That's, okay. that's the combination there with dried fruit. Uh, which is fructose is the form of sugar that you find in dried fruits. It can cause gas and bloating. Dried fruits are also high in sugar and calories and can stick to your teeth, which leads to yeah. decay. I've experienced all of that. All of the above. above. Yes. <laughs> so the way you get the right amount of dried fruit is to just stick to small servings. Mm-hmm. A couple of tea- tablespoons of dried cherries, blueberries, one and a half dried figs, or three dates contain about 70 calories each. And uh, they recommend that you brush your teeth after snacking on uh, dried fruit or at least drink a a glass of water just to kind of clean your teeth off as well. So, Jeff, in case you happen to want a second opinion on what I've just shared. Okay. Well, no, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) But in case you did, it just so happens that our special guest today is Dr. Christine Rosenblum, who is a nutrition consultant. Uh She's a former professor of nutrition at Georgia State University, and she is the author of the book, entitled Food and Fitness Over 50. And we're excited wow. to have, uh, have you with us, Dr. Uh, Rosenblum. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the show. Well, thanks, Jeff and Kyle. I'm glad to be here. So uh, let's just start right, right off with uh, the, the couple of little items that I shared there. What, what do you think? Does any of that ring true? Does that make sense? Or do you have anything that you would add to that? I think that most of that rings true, although there is some new research about fish saying that there's fish is also high in a mineral called selenium, which can bind some of that mercury. So the Food and Drug Administration, uh, I believe, is going to be releasing some new guidelines about fish consumption, particularly for pregnant women and children. Wow. So stay I, tuned for that. I didn't know um, that. And That's great. Yes, I agree with you about the fiber, especially what you said. You don't want to start having a low-fiber diet and then going to a high-fiber diet right away. That like like a bag full of cherries. Stress. <laughs> yeah. Like a bag and, full of cherries. And, you know, along the same line, I've talked to athletes who eat a lot of 
bars and they get a lot of high fiber bars and then they get some upset stomach during their competition. So yeah. you don't want a lot of fiber right before you compete in any kind of games. No, you, so no. that can cause some stomach. That can upset. be real rough on a and marathon same, too. Yeah. Same thing with dried fruit. I mean, it's great and it's healthy and, but I would mix it with some um, nuts, maybe make your own trail mix okay. and um, a little bit of everything is good, but you know, sometimes like we always say, moderation, that's the best way to go. Well, and I think that was the really the, the emphasis of, of um, you know what we're talking about today is uh, mm-hmm. moderation in all things, and and all of these mm-hmm. things that we mentioned are good. And I'm really interested to hear uh, a little bit more about this mercury and the fish because I, I I'm with Jeff. I don't eat a ton of fish. It's not something that I do, but I know that it's a good source of protein, and I know that there's omega three fatty acids, and there's a lot of good things about it. And so mm-hmm. I've thought about I need to increase my fish intake, but I'm I've, honestly, I've been a little worried about the mercury, um, so I'm interested to hear more about that. That's great. Yeah, well, we'll have to stay tuned for that as the Food and Drug Administration comes up with some rulings. But, um, you know, you did mention some fish that are great sources of protein. And, you know, for also for those people that don't like fatty fish, because there's some that don't. Um, you mentioned tilapia. Tilapia doesn't have a lot of omega-3 fatty acids. It's a good source of protein, but doesn't have a lot of omega-3. So some people may choose to take a fish oil supplement and then they can get their fish oil, the healthy fats, that way. Excellent. Great idea. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, um, diet, in particular for active and older adults. Um, mm-hmm. You know, other than what we just talked about, what, what uh, advice do you have for people who are aging but are still active and want to be able to, to eat right and have the energy that they need? Well, there's a couple principles that I think are really important for a diet for older people. Um, and the one is the inclusion of all the energy-containing nutrients. So you need some carbohydrate, protein, and fat. I don't advocate for a low-carb diet or only protein diet. You need a blend of all of those nutrients. Um, the second thing is that as we get older, we need less calories. And so oh, we man. have to focus. I knew you were Dr. Rosenblum. <laughs> But we have to focus on nutrient-rich foods. There's less room in our diet for, like, a basket of fried wings. You know, we really need to choose more of those colorful fruits and vegetables. So what about a nice big chunk of cake? (laughs) You can have them once in a while. You just shouldn't eat the whole basket. (laughs) Okay, just on a birthday. Um, Then... Also, we have a concern for disease risk because as we get older, even active people can get um, high blood pressure or heart disease or diabetes. So we have to make sure that we're choosing heart-healthy foods or some of those fiber-containing foods that you mentioned that can help keep our blood sugar in check. And the last principle I think you're really going to like, you should have enjoyment of eating and your mealtime. I like that. Food should be something you enjoy. Yeah. Now, I do want to point out here that when we talk about diet, we're not talking about, talking about going on a diet. We're talking nope. about a life plan of eating. Exactly, exactly. And we offer up four different plans that we think would be good, from Mediterranean plans, which I'm sure you've heard about, to a plan called flexitarianism, which is not people who don't want to go vegetarian, but they want to eat more plant-based, so they're flexible in their eating. And then there's a few um, other plans that we recommend, like uh, the dietary approaches to stop hypertension, and then one called the MIND diet, which is seems to contain foods that can help with cognitive function. So we don't think you should have to stay on any specific plan, but we give people guidance about which plans might be best for them. Excellent, excellent. You are listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with Dr. Christine Rosenblum. She is an expert in nutrition, and especially and particularly uh, in aging, um, aging 
adults and the nutrition that they need to uh, live the active and healthy lifestyle that they would like to. Now, you mentioned um, four specific plans uh, Mm -hmm. that people could follow. Where, Where would people learn a little bit more about that? Well, of course, they would learn in the book, Food and Fitness After 50, but um, you can Google any of those things. The DASH Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension is put out by the National Institutes of Health, so you can find information on all of these different meal plans you know, through different uh, sources on the Internet. Excellent, excellent. Now, um, one of the things that uh, I actually left out of my little intro because uh, I thought we would spend a little bit of time talking about it with you, Dr. Rosenblum, is the idea of protein and maybe older adults needing a little bit more of that. Is that t- tell us about that. Is that something that's true? Is that just a, a wife's tale? What, and, and if so, then why do older adults need more protein? Yes, older adults do need more protein. Um, it seems that as we get older, we have something that's called an anabolic resistance of our muscle. <clears throat> so it's a decreased sensitivity of muscle to smaller amounts of protein in the diet. So what's been recommended is that we have about 30 grams of protein per meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then a snack with protein as well. Most adults have less than 15 grams of protein for breakfast, and then they have most of their protein at dinner. So we try to get people to shift and have protein at breakfast, at lunch, and, of course, at dinner. Now, Dr. Rosenblum, we talk about grams, and but mm-hmm. most people can't visualize what does that relate to. So what would, okay. what would that relate to? I mean, what, what are we talking what about? What is 30 grams, right? Okay. Right. Well, for example, for breakfast, if you had six ounces of Greek yogurt with an ounce of granola in it and a small banana, that would give you about 30 grams. Or let's say at lunch you had three ounces of uh, tuna salad on two slices of whole grain bread, that would give you about 30 grams. Or you have a cup of pasta with three ounces of turkey meatballs and a green salad, that gives you 30 grams. All it doesn't of that have to be good. a whole lot of food. It's just looking at protein-rich foods and <laughs> right. spreading them out throughout the day. Yeah, all of, all of that sounds good. So what, what time mm-hmm. uh, is dinner and uh, <laughs> who's cooking and <laughs> who's making it? <laughs> well... I was going to have chicken noodle soup, except my dog jumped on the counter and ate all the chicken. Oh, so I, have, I have noodle soup. <laughs> <laughs> so we know that uh, based on what you're saying, that older adults do need more protein. And that's because of as we get older, our, our muscles are less sensitive to the protein that we take in. Is that, is that fair? Is Absolutely. that the way you describe it? Yep, that's fair assessment. And the other thing I think, especially if you're talking about the active adults that you're going to be hosting uh, very shortly... Um, after you're doing exercise, particularly resistance exercise, your muscles really want to be fed after that bout of exercise. So getting a small amount of protein in a snack after you do some weight training or any kind of strength exercise is really important too. And it can be something, you know, as, as, as small as a, a carton of milk. It doesn't have to be a lot of food, but uh, something to feed that muscle right after exercise. We've heard a lot in in recent years about the the importance of that and, and kind of how chocolate milk is becoming kind of the, the, the go-to you know, the go-to health right, right. In, in some ways. So, Excellent. Well, I want to shift gears just slightly, just a little bit, and uh, talk a little bit about exercise. Um, after all, your, your book is entitled Food and Fitness After 50. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about how, what is the best exercise for people who are over the age of 50. Well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with my answer that I usually give, which is the best exercise is the one that you're going to do. So you have to, <laughs> exercise has to be enjoyable for people. But um, we really advocate that people do three kinds of exercise. One 
is for that aerobic uh, benefits, the endurance um, exercise that can help your heart and lungs stay strong and pump that blood throughout the body. And the second is the strength training. I think it's so important to um, build and maintain your muscle mass as you get older. When it comes to muscle mass, I think most people realize it definitely is use it or lose it. And so there's something called sarcopenia, which is um, less muscle mass as we get older. So if we continue to do nothing, we're going to see a loss of our muscle mass. And then the third is any exercise that will help with your balance, your agility, and your flexibility, because those things are so important in helping us lead a healthy life. We, nobody wants to fall. When you have a fall, you can get injured, and that can start a downward spiral. So staying agile and nimble and flexible and having good balance are really important, too. Now, now, Dr. Rosenblum, I think most of us know the kinds of exercise that will help us with aerobics or with resistance training, but mm-hmm. most of us may not be as familiar with the last three you talked about, the balance and, and, yeah. uh, and so forth. So what are some exercises that would uh, help us with that? Well, yoga is great. Uh, no, no uh, exercise that I can do. <laughs> Remember the first you can criteria. Do yoga. <laughs> we have to be flexible. Yeah. I, hey, I've got my husband doing yoga, and it's improved his golf game. He's more flexible now, so that's how we get men into yoga. We tell them the golf swing uh, will be stronger. Well, that's not going to work with Kyle, or I, but go on. <laughs> Yeah, but those kinds of things are great. And, you know, if you don't want to do yoga, you can look at, there's YouTube videos on, um, you know, chair exercises for balance uh, that you can do at home. There are lots of things at the NIH, National Institutes of Health, has a lot of um, information on different exercises you can do at home to strengthen tone, improve your balance and agility. And flexibility. You started to mention Tai Chi. Are, are the martial arts or the, some of those disciplines, are those uh, valuable? Yeah, I think they can be really valuable. I think, you know, many older adults may not be for, as familiar with them. And I'm not talking about mixed martial arts, you know. We're not right, put no, somebody no in punching cage anybody. <laughs> but, um, yeah, things like Tai Chi and so many um, community centers around the country offer those kinds of classes for older adults, whether it's at the Y at Silver Sneakers programs or at other programs throughout the community. There's many opportunities for people to learn about those. Awesome. That all sounds like great advice, and it it feels like it's doable things as well. We're not talking about outrageously crazy things, uh, lifestyle changes that are undoable or unsustainable, just simple, basic, common-sense things that can make a big difference in our lives. Yeah, absolutely, and we don't advocate that, you know, you have to spend three hours in the gym, um, you don't need to have a six-pack, you know, you shouldn't have a basketball either. But well, I have a 12-pack or, or a keg or something, I'm not sure, but it, it's, it's much bigger than a six-pack. <laughs> so we've got a couple of minutes left, uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Rosenblum. If you were to give any, like, just overall advice, what is it that older adults need to know about food and fitness? I think what they need to know is never, ever, ever, ever too late to eat well, to move well, and to be well. So that even if you've been sedentary, uh, it's never too late. And even if you're exercising, it's never too late to bump it up. You know, if you don't have a challenge to your body, you're not going to change. So, you know, always strive to be active and strive to eat well. Don't beat yourself up if you don't do it every day, but make most of the time that you're eating well and exercising. I really like that advice. It is important that you never give up on yourself at any state in your life. You can always improve. Absolutely. It's never, ever too late. In the book, we talk about a 100-year-old woman who broke the 100-yard dash record at the Penn Relays. 
and for the women 80 and over, and she didn't start exercising until she was 67 years old. Yeah, I, I, I love those kinds of stories, and we see them and hear them um, all the time at the Huntsman World Senior Games. We do. It's yep. just so common that you strike up a conversation with somebody and you talk about that concept of, oh, you know, when did you start? And, you're in, and in your mind you think, well, they've probably been doing this their whole lives, right? Because right. they're good. And um, mm-hmm. so often, so very often you find yeah. out that, that people have lived a normal life. You know, maybe they did mm-hmm. something in junior high uh, and high school and then college came and families and jobs and they took a very long hiatus and then they got closer to um, retirement and they said, hey, I'm going to pick up something and see if it, if it works for me. And uh, not only have they been able to do that, so often been able to do that, but been able to do it very well and really just increase the amount of joy and, um, yeah. you know, satisfaction in their lives. And, and it's that idea that, that uh, it's not too late. You know, I, I, I tell people that all the time. I, mm-hmm. I, I tell them I work with the Huntsman World Senior Games and the first thing they say is, oh, I'm too old for something like that. You know, <laughs> no, we're not. We're definitely not. Right. My uh, 76-year-old brother is coming out to the games this year and competing in swimming. Awesome. Well, we'll have to watch for him. What is your excuse? (laughs) Um, I have this book coming out. I have to promote it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just just giving you a hard time there. Sorry about that. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Rosenblum. It's been a a pleasure to have you on our show. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, Jeff and Kyle. Yeah, thank Thank you. you. I just want to put in a quick plug for a couple of things coming up with the games uh, that are really important. Number one, it's not too late to register as a volunteer. That's right for the Huntsman World Senior Games. Uh, if you want to come in as a, as an athlete, that's it's you know that, that time has has passed. But we need about three thousand people to help us put on this event from a volunteer standpoint. And if you are interested, or if you if you want to spend some time with some of the best people around, just That'll all inspire around, you. great people that are inspiring, that are motivating, that are happy that are just really living the active life, that are being an example, mm-hmm. um, come and volunteer at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Right, and there's going to be some athletes there, too. Yeah, there will be some athletes there as well. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's just a great, great time. It's very easy to register as a volunteer. All you have to do is go to our website, which is seniorgames.net slash volunteer, and you can choose when and where you'd like to volunteer. It's That's great. right. Number two, if you are local, to the St. George area, or if you're coming into town for the games, don't miss our opening ceremonies. No, it's not to be missed. The theme for the show this year is celebrate peace. And if there was ever a time when we needed to celebrate peace, it is now. It is now. So we will have, just like uh, in the past and like the Olympics, we will have singing and dancing, a parade of athletes. We're going to light the cauldron. We have fireworks. Best of all, the show is free. Free to the public, right. Bring your family, bring your friends, bring your youth groups. Just come. It's at Legend Solar Stadium at Dixie State University. It's at 7 o'clock p.m. on Tuesday, October 10th. That's right, and it's a great time. Don't forget to tune in next and every Thursday at 4.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast, and it's easy to do, on iTunes or Google Play. And now you can find us on your Stitcher app. Just do a search for Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Jeff, here's our motivational thought for the day. I'm ready. Be strong enough to stand alone, smart enough to know when you need help, and brave enough to ask for it. Cool. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.